Hey, Miguel. What, man? What do you call a fish with no eyes? I don't know. What's a fish with no eyes? A fish. A fish squirrel. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> Welcome to episode 36.2 of Comical Podcast, coming to you after day two of the amazing Houston Comic-Con. Lord Horsecliffe here with you. Ah. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> it's my metal, man. It's my metal. Day two, baby. We've got to get pumped up and ready to go. Well, we just got home. <laughs> I'm tired of going. It's time to stop. It's time to go back for day three. Oh, wait a minute. There's only two days in this damn thing. My bad. Well, there was Friday, but we didn't. We couldn't go because of work. So, Yeah, this work thing, man. I tell you what. <laughs> it's for the birds, not the horses. <laughs> <laughs> now, today was actually a really awesome day. We got there early, and we had an interview with uh, somebody we've been trying to get on the show for quite a while now, Mr. Sam De La Rosa. Uh, he's a Spider-Man artist from the 80s and 90s. He did a lot of Spider-Man, a lot of Venom. Uh, and he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's just such a cool dude. He does a lot of charity work. He does a lot of really awesome things for the community in San Antonio where he lives. And somebody just, I just really wanted to interview. He's got so many funny stories. And every time I talk to him, he's always telling me something new that I didn't hear before from his past. And uh, it was just such a pleasure to interview him. And here you go, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, guys. We're coming to you from the con floor. Me and Miguel are here with Sam De La Rosa, a good friend of mine who's been uh, traveling around the Houston and surrounding Texas area cons for a while. He's uh, most known for the Venom Lethal Protector miniseries back in the 90s. How you doing today, Sam? I am doing great here at Amazing uh, Comic-Con Houston. It's been a good show for you so far? Um, excellent. I'm, I'm surprised by the turnout. This is the promoter's uh, first show here in Houston. I, I'm aware that he does a couple of other shows uh, out of state. Um, this is just a fantastic event. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun. There's a lot of good creators here. Uh, we've been doing interviews for the last couple of days. We're really excited to talk to you. We've been trying to get this interview for months now, so it's great to finally make it happen. Yeah, we see you everywhere, and we're like, man, we got to get him. Got to get him. <laughs> so what have you been up to lately? Well, um, I, I like to do about two or three shows in Texas. Um, I live in San Antonio, and Texas is pretty big, so I, I do a few shows in Houston, Dallas, um, Corpus Christi, and then I also do store appearances. I retired from doing comic books, but I, it seems like I'm working just as hard. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I thought you had uh, recently done El Paso Hero. Yeah, I, I've done a, a cover earlier this year. El Paso Hero is a controversial character who deals with border issues on both sides of the border, taking into account current uh, stories and trying to incorporate it in, in their uh, storyline. So um, I was very happy to do that. In fact, I offered uh, the creator, Hector Rodriguez, uh, my services as a cover artist. And he was nice enough to take me up on that. And it's gotten uh, national and international um, exposure. That's really awesome. Well, you know, you do great work. Uh, from back in the 90s, you're my guy. You're still my guy. You're so influential. My kids come and see your stuff, and they love your stuff, and they love the way you draw. Are you mentoring any of the young talent coming up nowadays? I barely have time to mentor myself. <laughs> I am 
I am still a work in progress. Um, I, I think there's many other artists much more capable than, than I am, uh, but I enjoy talking to, to people. I look at their portfolios, I, I, I talk to them about their artwork, I, I try to encourage them, but I, I also uh, tell them to uh, be realistic. The comic book industry is very different now, it's open worldwide, there's competition all over the globe now for uh, Marvel Comics jobs and DC jobs and even Dark Horse. And the pay isn't as great overall. Some top creators are still getting top rates, but overall uh, the rates are not as good. You know, you're, uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit, and we'll give you the credit for you. You are simply amazing, and people would be lucky enough to be mentored by you. Uh, my kids are learn can draw are actually pretty decent. They're got some talent kind of scary a little bit so I would definitely pay you to mentor them thank you very much I really appreciate that <laughs> yeah, and you're not just talented you're also one of the nicest guys we've encountered on the con circuit uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you Sam and you well, you told me so many good stories uh, about working at Marvel and DC back in the day I was gonna ask if you'd mind telling one to our listeners well you know um, I've, I've seen a lot of artists um, I've seen them draw these are artists that I admired as a little kid so that was always a treat uh, sitting next to Jack Kirby at a show, drawing alongside with him, talking to him, talking to him after the show, and seeing him throughout the years, that was fantastic. But I, I could just go on for, for minutes and minutes about the, the artists that I've seen draw. Wally Wood, Jim Steranko, Will Eisner, just a whole slew of artists. But if I could tell you a story, uh, I, I was only at the Marvel offices two times during my, my, my time there. Um, they flew me up for a week each time. And the first time I was there, uh, I was there to speak to the uh, editor. So I was working in the bullpen on my assignment and passing by uh, was Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, the co-creator of Spider-Man along with Stan Lee. And I was just in awe. And he was just a few feet away from me. And he looked, he was dressed just like the characters that he drew in the in the 60s he 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 wore a a, a hat he had a, a suit so he looked just like a character right out of Sp spider-man and, and jay jonah jameson but i didn't get to talk to him i understood that he was a a, a private person and uh, he was just there to turn in the work and speak to his editor um but that's as close as i ever got to steve ditko but um it, it was a real big thrill for me to just see him Fantastic. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask you a question because uh, recently in the comics, I just, I just wanted to know your opinion. They're going to introduce the symbiote planet now. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, there's been so many um, storylines with um, Venom throughout the years, changes. You know, he st started out in uh, Secret Wars uh, by uh, uh, Jim Shooter and Mike Zeck, and then later on, uh, David Michelini and Todd McFarlane created Venom out of that uh, first storyline, out of that black suit. And uh, since then, um, I think the most recent storyline I was aware of was the Flash Thompson Venom, kind of paramilitary uh, uh, hired or working for the, for the government and keeping Venom in check. Um, um, I think, you know, every, every few years uh, things have to be reinvented, uh, refreshed, looked at uh, maybe from out of the box. So. I think uh, this upcoming uh, storyline with the uh, symbiotes uh, will uh, uh, re-energize uh, Venom and the symbiotes. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, I do have to ask you one more question about Spider-Man. How, how, how excited are you that Peter Parker is back? You know, uh, I, I, I knew right off the bat that he'd eventually be back, 
but the stories were just uh, were just excellent. You know, Doc Ock as Peter Parker and dealing with issues that Spider-Man had had dealt with. You know, really gave him a, a, an insight into the character, and it gave us the readers a, a a different perspective. You know, somebody else as Spider-Man. So I thought that was pretty cool, but uh, glad to have uh, Peter Parker back. Yeah, I knew you were a little skeptical about Superior when it was first announced, so I was just curious to see how your opinion had changed or if it had. So I'm glad you liked it. I did. I certainly did. And I, I bought all the Superior Spider-Mans, but unfortunately I haven't had the time to read them all. But the few stories that I've read are excellent. And Dan Slott is a fantastic writer. Uh, Umberto Ramos, a, a fabulous artist. Um, I only worked with uh, Dan Slott one time uh, back in the day because he's been writing comics since like the mid 90s uh, he started as a, a, an, I believe as an assistant editor at Marvel uh, but he's done just amazing things with uh, the Spider-Man uh, saga yeah he is a fantastic writer well this is for our listeners if you have the opportunity to meet Mr. Sam De La Rosa, you should he's an amazing artist he's a great guy uh, you need to buy some of his art because it's something you'll be able to cherish for the rest of your life. My kids have their stuff hanging up in the house, and they want more. They wanted to come today, sadly, because of school, and I had to buy other clothes and everything else. I have no money. <laughs> but maybe we'll see you in Alamo City, or when we see you again, they'll probably be with me or around me, and they'll want more stuff. So thank you always for having time to talk to us, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, I'd like to uh, mention that people can find me on Facebook. Just uh, type in my name. Um, you can't miss me. There's a lot of Sam Delarosas, but my profile picture uh, has me with, uh, let me see, I think it's Venom and Spider-Man. So you, you can't miss me there. And then also I'm, I'm on samdelarosa.com. So if you can remember my name, uh, you can find me, contact me, you know, send me a question. I, I will get it to you. We appreciate you giving us some time today, Sam. It's a lot of fun talking to you as always. Thank you very much, Justin. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Sam. As we said before, this man is uh, an artist a genius, a great guy. Really enjoy talking to him. It's always a pleasure to meet him and see him again. It's like, I don't know, it's like meeting one of your childhood idols. And you can't say that, man. He does a lot of Venom. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> well, what is he, like Bane? <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> don't make him mad. <laughs> nah, Sam's a cool dude. So if you ever see him at a con in Houston or anywhere else, uh, you should definitely go up and, and talk to him. He'll tell you a really funny story about his past and uh, sell you some prints and talk about Spider-Man. So there you go. So after talking to him, we uh, wandered around a little bit, took some more photos with Horse Decles. We found another horse guy today. This guy was wearing a brown horse mask and a cape with a sign that said premium hugs, $1. So he's he charging people for hugs. <laughs> we thought that was a little sleazy. So Miguel dubbed him Horse to Sleaze. Yeah, he had the state Texas flag around him. That's Horse to Sleaze all the way. <laughs> Dollar. The real Horse to Sleaze would have been charging more. Yeah, he had to make some money back, I guess, pay for that parking. <laughs> but uh, he was—he he took a picture with you, and that was pretty funny. I got one of you guys almost kissing, and I got another one with you guys fighting. Yeah, pretty funny. It's kind of hard to take pictures with big old freaking horse heads on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we walked over and had another interview, this time with Marat Michaels, who is a Deadpool artist. He's done a lot of other stuff, but uh, for me, he's most notably a Deadpool artist. Uh, I've gotten several things signed by him in the past and, and sketches and everything else and this is the first year Miguel's met him yeah I like him I really like him a lot he's a funny guy he's really straightforward he's really cool uh, I say this a lot about these people we meet but when you get to meet these people you're like wow they're really laid back and they're normal they're normal people and you know they got their little quirks too but they're pretty damn funny half the damn time and he drew a sketch for me the other day and I love it 
And you know, there's a picture on the Facebook and Twitter of that one. Yeah, and of course, you know, he has the dead poo stuff, which is really cool, too. I, I like that stuff. He's a great guy, man. Dead, dead poo is in Winnie the Pooh, not dead poo is in poop. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we asked him a little bit about that in the interview, so check that out, guys. Hey, guys, we're coming to you from the con floor again. We're here with Marat Michaels. How you doing today, man? Good. How you doing, man? Excellent. Are you enjoying the con so far? Uh, it's uh, an amazing convention. <laughs> good <laughs> you having a lot of people come by and uh, things are going pretty good sales wise oh yeah tons of people great fans you know a lot of people uh, spending money having a good time buying lots of prints good show definitely a good show cool well I, as you know I'm a huge Deadpool fan and I've come by and gotten you to do a bunch of sketches for me and sign stuff before uh, what have you been up to lately uh, you know I'm mostly doing a lot of conventions you know kind of traveling meeting the fans doing commissions and stuff having a really good time you know so uh not doing a lot of uh, published work at the moment, but just enjoying uh, the life of a comic artist. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool is a parody comic that somebody hired me to draw a couple of years back, and it's kind of been building slowly through the conventions and stuff, and it's uh, pretty funny. He fights uh, gunny bears and uh, zombie bees called zombies, and uh, he fights uh, Tigger as the taskmaster called the trash master. So it's a lot of funny, tongue-in-cheek stuff, you know, and it's a really fun book to work on, you know. Kind of getting to draw Marvel characters without drawing Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah it, it's fun to read, too. Uh, yeah, no, the guys, uh, Sean Davis and Alex Sharp, did a really good job writing the book. That's pretty funny. I really look. It's really cool. I got to pick some up. Um, I love the way you draw Deadpool as well. Thank you for the sketch. It was amazing. My kids want to take it from me already. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just uh, get more commissions. They can have their own. <laughs> ever ever the salesman. <laughs> yeah, see, the wife is smart. She takes the money away. <laughs> that's why I'm single. <laughs> he was living the artist life, he says. So that's parties, sketching, parties, sketching. <laughs> that's more like being in your hotel room by 10 so you can finish your commissions by the next morning. Not a lot of partying involved in the artist life, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is fun. It sounds fun. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking a few seconds to talk to us. You want to promote your website or anything? Uh, just uh, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It's uh, Marat Michaels, M-Y-C-H-A-E-L-S, or Marat1200 on Twitter and Instagram. Check me out. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Good to see you guys. Yeah, Marat's just a cool dude. He was uh, Rob Liefeld's protege, I think. So similar art style, similar artistic uh, designs and whatnot. Um, I know he's done some image comics. I don't know if he's working on anything right now, but I'm sure he will be in the future. He's very talented. Yeah, you saw him. You also see some photos he was playing around with a horse mask. So he's got a great sense of humor. If you get a chance to meet him, definitely go out there and meet him and get some stuff. Get him to draw something for you. Great guy. Yeah. And after after Marat, we walked over to James Linares' table. Uh, he's a new guy. He hasn't been doing the con circuit for very long, but he's an illustrator who has a comic coming out next year that he's working on. He's just starting to work on. But uh, he found me on Facebook a few weeks before the con, wanted to talk to us about some stuff. So we went over and did a little interview with him. So here you go. Check it out. Hey, guys. We're coming to you from the con floor again. Uh, me and Geller here with James Linares, a local artist. Uh, this is his first con, right? This is third con, right? Okay, but this is his first Amazing Houston con. Uh, how are things going for you today? So far, so good. Uh, the Sunday is usually dead. This crowd is crazy packed. So it's a whole new uh, venture for Sundays, I guess. You know, uh, The other cons I've attended, it's been backwards. You know, Friday and Saturday is crazy, and then Sunday is just kind of the lull day. Yeah, not, not the case here. You, know. you think that's because of the, it's kids' day? Uh, well, that's part of the factor, yeah. And then the also, well, the other thing is a lot of the artists here, a lot of the people here have been putting out the word late in the game, so to speak, you know? Uh, and then 
I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to that are saying to me, I didn't even know there was a con this weekend. You know, why didn't you tell me? I saw your Facebook post. What, you know, and we're on our way, you know, that kind of thing. So maybe a portion of the crowd is that kind of stuff. You know, they found out late in the game and they're here. Yesterday was packed because of Jim Lee, uh, which was great. Uh, we got a lot of people up and down the aisles, but they were all looking for Jim Lee stuff that they could buy from, from here or from there and then take it over there and get it signed and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So has uh, business been good for you? I mean, have been, people have been coming by and buying prints and whatnot? Prints have sold well for me at this con. Uh, normally, what I've, uh, most of my stuff is original stuff that it's been selling. Uh, at Comic Palooza, it was all original stuff that really sold. My prints didn't move very much. Here, it's been a lot of prints. You know, so like I said, I, I think the fact that this this convention is more comic centric, if that's a word. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so you you a lot of the people that I'm speaking to are very knowledgeable about what they're looking for because they've been following this particular character or, or for for a while. You know, and it's not just a fly by night fan or or the or the Fairweather fan. These some of these people are are hardcore fans. You know, I've been called out today twice on character. Uh, well, not character choice, but uh, uh, costume designs that I've done for some of these characters. Well, that era of so-and-so didn't wear this type of belt. You know, I'm like, well, on Google he did, you know. <laughs> when I was looking up for reference, that's what he was wearing, all right? So how did you get started? I mean, you just up and say, oh, I can draw. Or you take classes or passion you've had for a while, you just barely got started. I mean. I got started in math class in high school. Yeah. I hated math. Uh I figured a long time ago that uh, I, I was not going to design rockets, you know, so why do I need math? I just need to know how much I got paid on my check and make sure I didn't get... You can just draw them, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I can draw a great number four, I don't know what to do with it, you know. So, and then when you start adding numbers and letters and all that stuff, I'm, I'm out, you know. So, uh, math class was the one that got me started. I got bored, I started doodling. Friends are telling me, hey, do this, do this, do this, and it just went from there. Um, and I drew from high school up until, uh, and this is going to age me here, uh, up until 2000. And right around 2000, I stopped cold turkey because I grew up, sort of. I got a, I got a job, and uh, I went into graphic design for a while. I uh, did that for a long while, uh, and then bounced around after that. Uh, ended up in my current uh, job. I opened up my own business. I have a lot of downtime in that business. During that downtime, I thought, hey, I haven't drawn in 12 years. You know, let's try it again. That was about four years ago. And it took a whole year to get the rust off. Uh, and then I started doing it and started meeting people. I don't even remember who told me you should do conventions. You know, back when I was going to conventions in high school, it, was, uh, it wasn't this at all. The George R. Brown Convention Center was never used for this kind of stuff. You know, it was hotel lobbies, that kind of thing, you know, or, or the back room of a comic shop, you know. So I came out to Comic Palooza two years ago just to check it out. Mind blown, you know. And I saw all of the people here. I saw a lot of artists, and I'm thinking to myself, ah, man, I don't know if I can do this, you know. But I took a shot, you know. I was like, oh, you either do or you don't, you know. You either do or you don't, and I did, and I'm glad I did. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I tell everybody when, they, when they're, I got friends that are in the same position I was in. Should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And I tell them, look, I can give you as much pep talk as you want, but it's not going to happen until you make it happen. Yeah. Do you have any ambition beyond just doing illustrations? Are you wanting to actually do comic books? I actually got hired at Comic Palooza. Uh, comic Palooza was my first show. Uh, that Saturday... Uh, there's a gentleman named David Furr. Uh, 
they came up to me, blueinferno.net uh, is their publishing company, came up to me and said, hey, we like what you're doing. Do you have any sequential work? Because all the stuff that I have for display is all pinup kind of stuff, you know? Um, and he said, do you have any sequential work that I could look at? And I actually did work for Mental Diversions a few years ago. Uh, and I said, I, it's over there. You can go check that out. But that's kind of dated. My style has changed somewhat since then. Uh, but he went in and looked at it and he said, I like what I see. Let's talk business. You know, and uh, now I'm with them. Uh, th this is my last convention for the year because after this, starting on Monday, I'm starting their project, which is an 80-page graphic novel uh, slated for uh, publishing next year. Uh, I've got till February to get that done. So uh, I've got 20 pages of the script. We're, we're working on the other 20, and, you know, we're going from there. So it really it, it blew up for me. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate in that, in that manner. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm so happy for you. Hey, uh, since you're working, doing that kind of stuff, are you ever hoping to work with some of the other greater people? I mean, do with, you know, any idols of yours? Absolutely. You know, uh, for all the listeners, ready? Here we go. I am a fan of Rob Liefeld. I know right now some of you are cringing and some of you are wanting to, oh my God, uh, whatever. But you know what? Like him or hate him, he was part of the, of the crew that paved the way for a lot of us that are here today. You know, I, everybody's going to, you know, fall back for Zeta. Yes. You know, Kirby. Yes. Eisner. Yes. You know, Liefeld. He did, you know, and, and I got to, I got to see him and, and uh, talk to him briefly on Friday, uh, which was really kind of a fanboy moment for me, you know, um, Sam, I'm sitting next to Sam De La Rosa, you know, and just listening to him and he drops little nuggets of knowledge, you know, and I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write that down and remember that, you know. Uh, Rubenstein came over yesterday and just like nothing and they're just chit-chatting he looks over he, he flips through my book he's like oh cool stuff I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah a um, lot of idols a lot of fanboy moments for me um, and it's just I'm just along for the ride and I hope to hold on for a while well don't forget us when you're big time man <laughs> you can mess with us like Joe does Joe was messing with us all day yesterday yeah. he's a funny guy and we know Sam for a long time now and a great guy we think the world of him, and we meet a lot of people here, and you guys, pretty much everyone we met have been really nice to us, and we appreciate it. So well, good luck to you and everything you do in the future, man. Thank you. Do you want to plug your website or anything? Uh, if you want to look at my stuff, I am at linartist.com, L-I-N-A-R-T-I-S-T.com. Uh, come by, check it out. I've got my email link. Uh, look me up on Facebook, and yeah. So um, I'm pretty much done for the year, though, as far as conventions are concerned, but next year, I'm signed up for Comic Palooza. I'm signed up for this guy, for these guys again, and a couple other things that are going on. I'm gonna probably venture out once or twice out of Houston, maybe Alamo, maybe Dallas. We'll see. Sounds good, man. Well, thanks for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot. I like him too. He's really cool. He's laid back, and he told us that uh, you know he just got hired after you know he appeared over at Comic Palooza. So it's really cool. Uh, He's got a different, he's got a cool kind of style. He's sitting there next to Sandela Rose. He's like, man, I'm hearing him drop these little tidbits and stuff. You know, he's a cool guy. Is he Latino? I can't tell. I've meant to ask. I'd imagine so. Linares is probably a Latino name. Yeah. Why are you pronouncing that? You got to say Linares, man. Come on. Say it right. Come on. Pull up dinner Latino. We've already discussed. I didn't do well in Spanish class. That's right, Timmy. <laughs> no, he's a great guy, too. You know, up and coming guy. People need to take a look at this guy and recognize he's going to be good. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I like his art style quite a bit. And last but definitely not least, once we finish with him, uh, in between, we took a few more photos, some of them with Wonder Woman. Uh, some of them with uh, some more Harleys. There was a lot of Harleys there this weekend. And we had set up an interview earlier in the day with Wook Jin Clark, who's an Adventure Time artist. And he just kept telling us to come back when he wasn't busy at 1230 and then again at 1. 
And I mean, he he had a constant line. It was Kids Day at Amazing Houston Comic Con, so there was a lot of kids there. And something cool that he was doing was he was giving away the first twenty five sketches for free to kids, so they could come up and request whatever they wanted, and he would draw it for them. That was pretty awesome that he was doing that because you know it's, that's how he makes his living. So doing it for free is definitely not something you see at a lot of cons. Um, and there was kids everywhere. Every, all the kids were in costume. Everybody's having a great time. Uh, when his line finally did die down, it was it was right after he finished selling out of his books. <laughs> Completely sold out. Yeah, a lot of people were getting sold out. A lot of people we interviewed, they're like, sold out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't really know much about uh, Adventure Time and stuff like that, but he was a really cool guy, you know. I'm glad we got to talk to him, you know. Yeah, me too. And I actually do like Adventure Time a whole lot. It's one of my favorite animated shows on television. And uh, to meet somebody who's done the book and to talk to him a little bit was pretty cool. I got him to do a sketch for Heather, which is really funny. It's BMO playing uh, what he called the Heather 64. It's like a TV with Heather's name in it. And I got that for her. Uh, she thought that was really awesome. Got him to sign my Adventure Time flip side, which he did all the interior artwork and the covers for. Um, he even did some like little personalization things on my, on my books, which was pretty awesome. Uh, just all around great interview, great guy. So really appreciated the opportunity to talk to him. So here's that interview. Hey guys, we're coming from the con floor again. We're here with Wook Jin Clark, uh, the artist for Adventure Time, the flip side. How has the con been for you today, man? It's been really good. Uh, a little hectic just from the start till now. I just pretty much drawing straight, but it's been good. It's been good. A lot of kids came to see you today. Uh, I know it's kids day at the con. Yeah, no, I mean, this is kind of the reason why I came out to the show too, is, uh, is it's for the kids and like I like doing all the sketches and selling to the kids. It's just um, I feel bad when I have to stop because my hand hurts or because I sell out of the stuff. But yeah, it's all about the kids, you know. I love Adventure Time. It's I actually like really like the show, and I I collect all the comics for my wife. She's a big fan. Uh, he's he's not so much into it, but <laughs> but I, there's a lot of layers to it. It's not it's not just a kid show. There's a lot of stuff in there that's for adults too. I think a lot of uh, subtle things. Like there's a whole overarching world, which I think is so cool. Oh no, totally, and um, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, like I've, I'm a huge fan of a lot of the other people, like the cartoonists that work on the show itself, and uh, like you realize after reading about some of the people that make the show, you're like they're putting a lot of their own real life stuff into the show and into the characters. Um, so it, you know, it makes it feel more real. And when they address real issues, almost kind of like working through the characters, like depression or loneliness. I don't know. It hits a little. Bit. Uh, they put a lot of like real life themes in there. I mean, you see death of characters. You see, you know, loss of friendships. You see, like, all kinds of crazy stuff happen. I mean, it's it's just a, such a cool show. It's probably the best cartoon for kids on TV right now. I absolutely love Adventure Time. Oh yeah. I mean, it's probably like in my top two or three cartoons right now. I mean, the other ones also cartoon. It's like Clarence and uh, Regular Show. Clarence is pretty funny as well as as his Regular Show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm actually going to get a chance to work on regular show comics next. Um, so that'll be fun. Just like the, the they started putting out the graphic novels. So uh, I think my buddy Tess is doing the first one. I might be doing the next one. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they do Clarence comics because if they do those, I'm totally down. I, I imagine it'll happen because pretty much all the popular cartoon properties are becoming cartoons now. They just started Bob's Burgers a couple of days ago. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I love that show too. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm a. I don't know much about the other ones here, but a regular show I do watch with my kids. I really enjoy that. So if you start getting on that, I will definitely pick up your stuff, and I'll be getting you to sign stuff for me and draw stuff for me as well. But don't 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 get it twisted here. I respect everything you do. 
You're a hard worker like everyone else here. We appreciate what you do. Appreciate taking the time with us again. And even though I don't watch the show, my kids are big fans of the stuff and everything else. So that'll be the reason why I pick up the books, the ones he, you know, your show you love so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I totally get the like regular show is. I still watch it with my roommates, and I think it's hilarious. Just because if they if it wasn't, it's a show that could be played by real life actors, and it would still be funny. It just so happens to be a cartoon. It's just like two slackers, you know, that don't like get along with their boss. And like everybody, everybody has those moments. I don't know. You got pops and skips too, which are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every, oh, he's my favorite. He is my favorite. Every, it feels like every episode almost starts normal and then it totally goes way off on the other end where you're like, wow, okay, I didn't see that coming. But I love it. Well, do you have any other upcoming projects you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm doing um, the second volume of Mega Gogo. This is a creator-owned series I write and draw for Oni Press. Um, so I'm working on that. That should it'll be coming out probably mid to late next year. Second volume, and then um, there's some other stuff in the works, but I can't talk about it yet. No problem. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. You know, it's awesome to meet you, and I appreciate the sketch. Yeah, thanks for having me, and yeah. And do you have a website where people can check your stuff out? Yeah, um, you can check out my stuff at uh, com. I mean, pretty much my name on all the sites, like Tumblr and Twitter. And that's awesome, man. Well, thanks. So that's pretty much it. We got to talk to these guys, and it was a lot of fun. We were uh, about to walk out the door and go get some food and come back home and uh, record this. And Bryfi walked in one more time, and he had his uh, new wife with him. So we got to see her in her full Lady Deadpool regalia and uh, take a couple pictures with her and him and congratulate them on their new wedding. So overall, I'd say Amazing Houston Con was a great, fun experience. I'm definitely going to be returning next year. Hopefully they'll have even more uh, Deadpool and Harley creators. <laughs> yeah, next year should be pretty interesting. I should have my new podcast going by then. You know, we'll be going our separate ways. I'm glad we had a lot of fun. I'm just kidding, people. No, no we'll be there. Uh, a lot of fun. It was great. It was also great to see Bri-Fi and them, uh, him and his wife. We took photos. You know, I tried to bite Bri-Fi this time, you know, like he tried to bite me earlier. <laughs> yeah, that picture didn't come out, though. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> it just looked like you were headbutting him. Whoa. <laughs> no, uh, great time. Thank you, Amazing Houston Con, for having us. Appreciate it. We'll see you next year. Definitely looking forward to it. And for all you listeners, keep on laughing, bitches.